You're listening to the Grace Covenant Statesville audio podcast. It's so good to see you on this Easter Sunday. And as you can tell on the screen, we're talking about being alive. But I oftentimes like to start off with something a little funny just to kind of lighten the mood. And I heard about this pastor who was driving down the road. He looked down and he accidentally veered off the road and he went into a ditch and he actually ended up crashing into a telephone pole. The man behind him pulled over and ran up real quick and he said, Sir, are you okay? The minister said, Yes, I'm fine. The angel of the Lord was with me. The man shook his head and he said, You better let him ride with me. You're about to kill him. But today is Easter Sunday. It's a wonderful day. It's a day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. It's also a day that we can celebrate the fact that we are alive in new life, as the Bible talks about. Today, as you can't tell again, our sermon topic is all over the screen, and I've said it a couple times, it's about being alive. Because on Friday, death appeared to be final. It appeared to be irreversible, something that couldn't be changed. There was no hope. There was no glimpse of of any hope. The disciples were devastated as everything they hoped and believed for had ended. They followed Jesus for a long time on the earth. And then it all ended all of a sudden as Jesus' body was laid in the tomb. But I like to celebrate the fact that we're on the back end of history And we know the end of the story, that the tomb is now empty, and Jesus is alive. And we are alive in Christ. It's a message that changed history. Luke 24 says this, In their fright the woman bowed down with their faces to the ground. They were sad, and the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. So today we celebrate that. The resurrection changed everything. And I would argue that the resurrection is the single most important event in history because it gives us access to the Father. It gives us access to eternal life. No longer does there have to be an animal sacrifice for sin. How many know that animal sacrifices are bloody and messy? It's not fun to deal with. We were talking about that at Bible study the other day. There might have been flies around and and carcasses laying around. It's not fun to deal with. And so Jesus came to the earth and was the replacement for the animal sacrifice. But the Roman soldiers declared that Jesus was dead. The religious leaders were celebrating because they accomplished their mission. Pilate told them to secure the tomb, but they didn't have the final word because the place of death became the place of life. And I would say today in your own life that the place of death or a place of darkness in your own life can become a place of vibrance and light and life with Jesus Christ. So it's not the end because the doctor may say that everything's done. They can't do anything else. There's no hope. Marriage might seem to be gone. But I'm telling you one thing. Jesus can turn that thing around for good. Jesus can turn that bad situation into better for us. And if you'll turn in your Bibles today, we're going to be reading out of Ephesians 2, 1 through 6. Excuse my southern accent. Reading. Reading from Ephesians chapter 2. I like this quote by Lee Strobel. It said this, Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He came into the world to make dead people alive. 
And that's an important factor in our topic today. So Ephesians 2, it says this, and you can read it on the screen. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature, nature deserving of wrath. But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our sin or transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And I just want to focus on this for a minute. Because of His great love for us, He made us alive with Christ. Now, notice there that we weren't washed clean. We weren't perfected. What does it say? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's an amazing thought to grab. That while we were still in our worst and our lowliest of place, Christ died for us. He died for you and He died for me. It is by grace you have been saved. How many of you can't do anything to earn grace? Grace has been defined to me as the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. That's the only way we can explain it. We don't have to do a list of things to get into heaven and accept Jesus as a Savior. There's not a rule book or anything we have to follow to. All we have to do, the Bible says, is believe and confess. That's what it says, right? Is everybody on the same page? Romans 10, 9 and 10. Amen. So we have to believe in our heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and confess it with our mouths. But grace is the unmerited favor of God. It is free. You ever had anybody give you anything for free? It's kind of like you're wondering, is there a catch? I always wonder that myself. Even at the grocery store, these people handing out samples, I'm like, ah, what's the catch? You're going to try to give me a coupon, two for a dollar or something. Try to buy me, sell me something. But sometimes in our lives, we have to come to the place to realize that Jesus offers us grace for free. And there's no strings attached. He wants to give us that grace. He's already paid the price. He's already made the sacrifice. All we have to do is accept it. So today we're going to be talking about alive. There's four brief points that I have. Everybody said brief. Everybody likes a short message, right? Well, I once heard it said like this. There was a, a preacher that passed the offering plate around and he said, uh, for a $100 donation, I'll do uh, a 10-minute sermon. You know, for a 20-minute a a sermon, I'll do, uh, you can give me $50. And the time just went up, and so he took the, the offering up and got a bunch of money. So uh, I'm not going to do that today, but just know we're going to be brief, all right? So we're going to be talking about, though, Jesus is alive. And the first thing about Jesus is alive is understanding that this, we don't have to live with guilt and shame. We don't have to live with guilt and shame because Jesus is alive. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Guilt and shame, more so the shame, is, is something that I struggle with. Why is that? Well, I think dealing with uh, the weight and different things that I've struggled with has compounded that. And that's one place where I have struggled with is in the area of shame. But giving that to Jesus is a hard thing for me. Right? But because of His great sacrifice for us and His love for us, we don't have to carry around that burden. You don't have to live with the guilt and shame because Jesus paid for those sins on the cross. 
He was nailed to the cross, so we can stop nailing ourselves to the cross, so to speak. He's already paid the price. You know, we're often our biggest critic. You know, you hear people say that all the time, and people, you know, encourage me and things like that, and then I go home and I think about it, I'm like, man, I am just so not there. Not what they said, right? Because we can do that to ourselves. But because of Jesus, we have a new identity. We have a better identity in Christ. We don't have to carry around the baggage of sin and shame and, and guilt with us. So there's some good news, though. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 said this, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. That's the past. You were dead in your sins. But then there's a good thing. God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ. That's verse 4. Verse we just read. So we were dead in our sin. We had the guilt and shame. But then God made us alive in Christ because He is rich in mercy. Did you know there is nothing in your past that can separate you from eternity with Jesus? There's nothing you've done bad enough that Jesus can't redeem you from. I'd like to tell that to you today. God is rich in mercy. And He's made you alive in Christ. There's no one outside of the redemptive power of the aliveness of Jesus Christ. You may think your life is too sinful or dirty or far gone, but that's not the case. Jesus loves you. Jesus is alive. And we don't have to live in that guilt and in that shame. Number two today is not only do we, have to, we don't have to live in guilt and shame, but we also don't have to live in fear of death. How many are excited we don't have to live in fear of death? We, our future is secure. We know where we go after we die according to the Bible. Ephesians 2 says this, 2.6, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You know, according to some, the number one fear that humans have is death. Uh, certain people, I won't name them, uh, in my family are very, very scared of dying. Every time you turn around, well, I don't want to do that, I'm going to die. I mean, literally, that's how they live life and it's miserable, trust me. You get to see them. It's very miserable. Um, you don't want to spend a long time around them. So we can obviously do that in our own lives. We can be fearful of death, we can, but we don't have to live fear of that because of what Jesus has done. In fact, Jesus is talking in John chapter 11 to a woman and He says this, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in Me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in Me will, ever, will never die. Do you believe this? Asking a question to the lady. Do you believe that? Jesus said at the word here in the Bible, I am the way, the truth, and and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Can you think of how weird that might have sounded? The one who believes in me will live even though they die? You, know, you have to kind of think deeper about that, don't you? Because for those who believe in Jesus' death and resurrection and recognize Him as Savior, death is not the end. Death is not final. Death is only the beginning. Eternal life is obviously just that, eternal life. But because Jesus is alive, we don't have to fear death. The third point today is this. You don't, 
you can, excuse me, you can live with hope in hopeless situations. Because Jesus is alive, we can live with hope in a hopeless situation. How many know that sometimes our world looks hopeless? (laughs) If you spend time on the news or social media or around people that are negative, you will find out real quick that there's a lot of people who don't have any hope. And it's sad because we have the hope. We have all the hope that we need to take the whole gospel to the whole world. But we can live in, with hope in hopeless situations because of the cross. I've been in um, several situations where that I thought there was no way out. And Jesus has given us a miracle. Maybe we didn't have money for food and we'd lost a job or whatever and He gave us that check or gave us another job you know, or, or just provided for us in a way we wouldn't imagine. Uh, somebody brought us dinner or something. You know, whatever it was, God has provided, Jesus has provided a way for a miracle for us in a hopeless situation. And the resurrection means that the place of impossibility can become places of possibility. Because God can take what is dead and bring it to life. Amen? We can live with hope in hopeless situations. Luke one thirty seven says this, For nothing is impossible with God. How different would our lives look if we focused on that verse every day we wake up? Say, nothing is impossible with you. I also love the one that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. It's not because I'm awesome. It's not because of anything I've done, but because of the strength that Christ gives me, right? And that's where we have to gain our perspective. So we can live in a hopeless situation with hope. And we're going to hear about that in just a minute. But point number four today is this. You can live with confidence that you will go to heaven. Jesus was crucified on the cross and He was resurrected. He defeated death and made eternal life possible. Most everyone that I've ever come in contact with knows the verse, John 3.16. Even if they're not a believer, even if they were raised around the Bible Belt, if you will, they know John 3.16, most people. If you don't, I'm going to read it today, but I'm also going to include verse 17 because I feel that's important and sometimes we forget that. If you know it, you can... Quote it with me. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. And then verse 17 says this, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. So today we focus on that second part, that you can live with confidence You will go to heaven because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and the resurrection, which means raised up from dead to life. And He was made alive. So today we extend the invitation to you to live with confidence of going to heaven. If you don't know where you will spend your life after you die, you can live with confidence today. I like this verse. It says this in John chapter 20. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. 
We're going to take just a few minutes and watch a short uh, video from a couple at Grace Covenant Cornelius that I've met personally. I actually, she'll talk about her dad and how he passed away. I was with her dad uh, in the hospital. Uh, wonderful family uh, that they had um, just some situations that were difficult. And they're going to tell just how they had hope in the hopeless uh, situation. We bought a house um, in 2015 in Mooresville. My parents uh, finished the basement and moved in with us. And at that point, my dad's health began to deteriorate. Um, It was a pretty fast uh, downfall in his health and so he passed away in June 22nd um, 2017 and all of my siblings and family had gathered um, to deal with that and process that whole um, tragedy. Of course I had like the natural reaction. I I screamed at first and yelled. But um, then I just had this peace. We were holding each other and just just crying and and I said, I don't know what to do. And it, it might be the first time I've ever told her that. <laughs> I think generally it comes back to you're missing something that was there. Uh, Lauren used to be up, you know, same time every morning and come downstairs and be sitting at the table. And when I'd come home from working at night, she was there. And uh, she'd come running to me and just screaming my name and give me a big hug. And so now, you know, opening the door to just a quiet house is... It's hard. Yeah, I would say that's probably the hardest, realizing that you have a new normal. (laughs) So you have to push forward and you have to, you'll never be who you were, really, which kind of stinks because we had a good life (laughs) and we were in a really good place and, you know, things were going well and then that rug's completely taken out from under you. Our relationship with God is strengthening uh, just because we're, we're going at it from a whole different angle than we used to. Jesus is a rescue that it's what gives us hope. Uh, I mean, we can overcome fear because we have hope and, and shame and guilt because we have hope. And we're moving forward because we have hope. I love the one for uh, the song that talks about how he leaves the 99. He will leave those 99 and come after you. No matter what you've done, no matter um, what you've lost, how angry you've gotten, no matter how hopeless you feel, he runs after you. All the time. What an incredible story of hope. Jesus is alive. 
But that truth will not bring you life unless you believe and receive the one who came to give you life. We can have hope in our lives just like Della and her husband. We can have hope in hopeless situations because of the work of the cross. I'm going to invite the worship team if they would come and get into place while we're closing. And I'd invite everyone to please stand. And uh, we're going to pray and close in song. read John 14, 6 again. It says this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I would be remiss today if I didn't talk about Jesus and the work of the cross because it is Easter. The cross is powerful. Can we all agree? The cross is powerful. But I think something to me has been stronger lately than I've thought about is the empty tomb. Because today we celebrate the fact that Christ is risen. And one of my favorite verses in all Scripture is this in Romans 8.11. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives also inside of you. Man, when's the last time we lived like that? When's the last time we lived out our faith in such a way that we believed that the very power that raised Him out of the ground, dead for three days, lives inside of you and me? I'm guilty. I'll just be honest. But I love that verse because it speaks so powerfully to the power of the empty tomb and the power that it can have in your life and in my life. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you today for the gift of the cross. We thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice and the payment for our sin, which was Jesus Christ, who was beaten, God, and bruised, and was bloody. He was the sacrifice that we needed. God, we thank you for that. We didn't do anything to deserve it. We can't earn your your love and your acceptance and your grace. You give it to us anyway, no matter what we've done or just like the video said, who we've lost or how angry we've gotten. God, there's there's nothing that can separate us from your love. And so we ask today that you would work in our hearts and in our minds and in our lives that you would take control. That we would remember the power of the cross. But God, not only stopping there at the power of the cross, but remembering the power of the empty grave. The power that says you can raise someone from the dead. Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of the Father for us, for our salvation, for our payment, for our sins. So God, today we thank you for that gift. And maybe there's someone here today, maybe you're here today and you've not heard of the gospel of Jesus. You've not heard of His love for you and His grace for you and His mercy towards you. And you don't have to do anything to earn it. I want to invite you today. You can have that grace. You can have that love. 
and that acceptance. And you don't have to earn it. You don't have to do anything for it. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So today I invite you to just do that. That you would confess right now where you are with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. He died on the cross for my sins so that I could have life eternally. Life forever. Let's all just pray together right now. Would you repeat after me? Lord, I am a sinner. But I believe in Jesus. That He died on the cross. That You raised Him from the dead. And He gives us life. Father, today we just gather here and we thank You. God, for Your Spirit that's with us as we're about to sing these last two worship songs to celebrate You and the death on the cross and the resurrection. The life that now we live, we can live alive. We can live abundantly because of Your great grace and Your mercy to us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.